Bug Jargal by Victor Hugo Chapter 13 Every day at the same hour I saw him. His position rendered me very uneasy, for in spite of all my prayers, my uncle obstinately refused to withdraw his complaint. I did not conceal my fears from Pierrot. He listened to me with indifference. Often, Rask would come in, in spite of our being together, with a large palm leaf tied round his neck. The negro would take it off, read some lines traced upon it in an unknown language, and then tear it up. I had ceased to question him in any matters connected with himself. One day, I entered without his taking notice of me. He was seated with his back to the door of the cell, and was singing in a melancholy tone the Spanish air, Yo que soy contrabandista, I who a smuggler am. When he had completed it, he turned sharply round to me and exclaimed, Brother, if you ever doubt me, promise that you will cast aside all suspicion on hearing me sing this air. His look was earnest. I promised what he asked, without knowing as to what he meant by these words, if you ever doubt me. He took the empty half of a coconut which he had brought in on the day of my first visit, and had preserved ever since, filled it with palm wine, begged me to put my lips to it, and then drank it off at a draft. From that day he always called me brother. However, I commenced to cherish some hope. My uncle was no longer so irritated. The preparations for the festivities connected with his daughter's wedding had caused his feelings to flow in gentle channels. Marie joined her entreaties to mine. Each day I pointed out to him that Pierrot had had no desire to insult him, but had merely interposed to prevent him from committing an act of perhaps too great severity. That the Negro had, at the risk of his life, saved Marie from certain death. That we owed to him he, his daughter, me, my betrothed. And besides, Pierrot was the strongest of all his slaves. For now I sought to save his life, not to obtain his liberty. That he was able to do the work of ten men, and that his single arm was sufficient to put the rollers of a sugar mill in motion. He listened to me, and once or twice hinted that he might not follow up his complaint." I did not say a word to the Negro of the change in my uncle, hoping that I should announce to him his entire liberty if I obtained it. What astonished me greatly was that though he believed that he was under sentence of death, yet he made no effort to avail himself of the means of escape that lay in his power. I spoke to him of this. I am forced to remain, said he coldly. They would think that I was afraid.'